We certainly hope everyone had a nice holiday break if you were able to enjoy some time off. We also wish everybody a happy new year. As this is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, January 3rd. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Thanks for listening to the buzzcast. Unfortunately, we begin the first buzzcast of 2023 around a very scary and sad note. As the world prays for DeMar Hamlin, a 24-year-old safety with the Buffalo Bills, who's in critical condition as of this morning after suffering cardiac arrest during a Monday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals. No official update this morning, Tuesday morning, has been delivered on Hamlin's condition. But the bill stated that Hamlin's heart stopped after he was hit during a play about halfway through the first quarter of last night's game. His heartbeat was restored by medical personnel on the field, and he was taken to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. All of this was seen during Monday Night Football, as Hamlin stood up after making a tackle, But after a few steps, he collapsed. Medics administered CPR, and if you watch the highlights, you can see players from both teams visibly upset. You could see them hugging, crying, in shock, and of course, in prayer. These are some very hard and heavy moments. So this happened with about six minutes left in the first quarter. Play was suspended for more than an hour before the NFL announced that the game was postponed, that announcement came around 10 p.m. Eastern time. The NFL's Troy Vincent said there was no discussion of resuming play last night. There was no update today on what's next for either one of these teams, and this will be a very difficult situation. But DeMar Hamlin is in our thoughts today as the 24-year-old remains in critical condition at a hospital in Cincinnati. Let's move on. It was a very good day on Monday for the NHL in Boston for the Winter Classic. The attention to detail that the NHL and both teams put into this event, it was just outstanding. From the old school baseball uniforms that the players wore earlier in the day, to the jersey sweaters, to the Boston Pops playing throughout the game, to the Black Keys playing during the first intermission, to the appearances by legends like Bobby Orr, Daniel Chara, Johnny Busek, as well as the Red Sox uh, World Series champs like Tim Wakefield and Jason Veritek. It just felt grand. It felt big. The players were visibly blown away by the setting, and the crowd of nearly 40,000 at Fenway Park really got into it. The Winter Classics are fantastic days for the NHL, for the sport of hockey. And I'll just say Fenway Park showed very well yesterday. The weather was perfect with game time temperatures of around 51 degrees. Remember, this was the second Winter Classic to be held at Fenway Park. They changed the configuration. It seemed to flow better. It, Like I said, it presented great on television. And the Bruins won for the fourth time in the NHL's 14 Winter Classics. And remember, there was a fun twist. The Penguins are owned by Fenway Sports Group, which of course also owns the Red Sox. So there were a lot of storylines to yesterday's game, but Gary Bettman, the league, both teams have to feel incredibly pleased by the Winter Classic. Now the Winter Classic is headed to, yes, Seattle. 
The Kraken will host the Vegas Golden Knights at T-Mobile Park. That, of course, is home of the Mariners on January 1st, 2024. This matchup's interesting because they're matching up the NHL's two most recent franchises. The Kraken, of course, began play in 2021. They'll be playing their first regular season outdoor game. It'll be the second outdoor game appearance for the Golden Knights. So book your seats now for the Winter Classic in 24 in Seattle. You know, the story that people talked about the most over the weekend to me emerged on Friday that Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has emerged as a strong candidate to be the next president of the Chicago Bears. Now, the story was first reported by Pete Thamel of ESPN, but there has been buzz building that Kevin Warren was one of the final candidates for this position. And I'll just say every big leader in sports has asked about this role being Bears president. Now, Kevin Warren has interviewed in person. And if you look at Kevin Warren's history, it's a good potential fit. Remember, he was chief operating officer of the Minnesota Vikings for years. He was the lead in building the new stadium, U.S. Bank, and he was the lead in building the team's highly regarded headquarters in Egan. Now, those are items on the Bears to-do list, of course, with their possible move to Arlington Heights. Now, some may wonder why Kevin Warren would consider going from a commissioner to uh, team CEO. Well, it's no secret that he loved working in the NFL, and there have been rumblings for some time that he would like to return to the NFL. There was some buzz he was interested in the role leading the Denver Broncos, and there's no doubt that Warren likely sees some big challenges, some real big challenges ahead for him in college sports. So this could be a great position for him to return to the NFL and lead one of the most historic franchises in the league. It has a great fan base. It has a great history. It's a great city. So this does make sense. We'll keep our eye on it. Another local candidate who has reportedly interviewed for the position is the Chicago Cubs chief commercial officer, Colin Faulkner. And one report had Faulkner interviewing twice already with the Bears. So all this comes as the Bears are looking to replace Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips announced his retirement after serving in the role since 1999. The Bears are expected, along with Nolan Partners, who is leading the search, to finish this search in the upcoming weeks. But everybody's keeping their eye on who is the next president of the Chicago Bears. Sports gambling is now legal in Ohio. It started New Year's Day. Ohio becomes the 33rd state to legalize sports gambling. And the Cavaliers moved quickly. They opened a two-story sports book inside Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse over the weekend. The team has partnered with Caesars Sportsbook on the facility. And it looks and feels like a lot of these sports books that we've seen. A number of large screen TVs. It's a 10,000 square foot space. It has bars. It has betting kiosks. It has a lot of areas to watch. A lot of games. Remember, we've seen a run on these type of venues in sports venues. And it really debuted with the Washington Wizards when they opened their outlet at Capital One Arena. And the success of the Wizards Sportsbook has really sparked a lot of followers as the Cavs now see another key way to drive revenue at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So this facility will be open year-round, seven days a week. And not only will it be open during Cavaliers games to fans 21 and over, but at every event at the arena, from concerts to pro wrestling to anything. 
And so there is a lot of opportunity here in Ohio. There's a lot of promise to sports gambling in Ohio. One estimate had that Ohio will have more than $8 billion in wagers in 2023. That would be second only to New York. So you see why people are very bullish about the gambling prospects in Ohio. The Cleveland Cavaliers certainly are, and they are a first mover with their sports book at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Let's end around some names in the news. I found this to be one of the more interesting hires over the last few weeks. The Baltimore Orioles have named MSNBC's Cal Perry as Senior Vice President and Chief Content Officer. Now, Cal Perry will oversee the team's creative content efforts. And if there's one huge area of emphasis for sports teams these days, much of it is on content creation and distribution and storytelling. So many teams are looking for great storytellers to help amplify their brand and amplify their message and amplify their players. And the Orioles really landed an experienced one with Perry. At MSNBC, he was an on-air correspondent and he was global news editor of digital content. He's worked at CNN, uh, the Al Jazeera Network, Voices of America, and he will join the Orioles senior leadership team. Uh, those are seven leaders across business and baseball operations. They report directly to John Angelos. So that shows that they view this position as a key leadership position. It's rare that you see a team make this type of investment with this type of experience, with this type of role. And interestingly, this isn't with Masson, Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, which is the sports network that carries the Orioles making this hire. It's the team making this hire. So it's a very different type of move, certainly different for the Baltimore Orioles and one other teams will surely be looking at. And there were two noteworthy passings. Two pioneers in sports business died over the weekend. First, Art McNally, who was so influential on the NFL for its rules and officiating and became the first on-field official inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame died at 97 years old. He is a legend in NFL circles and, again, had such a key role in terms of the officiating, the rules, and the regulations around the league. Art McNally, dead at 97 years old. And Ken Block, an action sports pioneer who was co-founder of DC Shoes and was really instrumental in the marketing of action sports, specifically in the late 90s, early 2000s. He died in a snowmobile accident in Utah on Monday. He was 55. He co-founded that skateboard brand DC Shoes in 1984. He sold the company in 2004. Then he got into motorsports and became a very successful driver at the World Rally and Rally America and was a five times X Games medalist in rally cross. So Ken Block, a notable pioneer, both in action sports and in motorsports, dead at 55. So that is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. I'm Abe Matt Gore. Thanks for listening to the buzzcast. Stay healthy, be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. <laughs>